Hello. Today's podcast is with a very old friend of mine from undergrad, son of Anders or son of Anders, <laughs> depending on how you read it. But uh, he is a guitar player and songwriter who just came out with a new release on Spotify called Shadow Blooms. It's available wherever you listen to your music, Spotify, Amazon, even YouTube. And he also has a very cool Instagram account where he plays originals and covers with a unique percussive finger style on his guitar. In our conversation, we get into his musical process, some of his philosophies on composing and improvising and performing. But before we get to that, please remember to like, leave a comment, and subscribe to my channel. And if you would like to consider supporting my content generally, please visit my Patreon page. And if you sign up for the very lowest tier, just $3 a month on my Patreon, you can submit questions or topics for me to discuss on this show, either with a guest or by myself. Welcome to Music in Mind. Music in Mind. Hello, everybody. I'm here with Son of Anders. Uh, we are actually old friends. We were, uh, it's probably one of, one of my best and oldest friends at this oh. point in my life. And uh, we met in undergrad at University of Wisconsin-Madison, um, both in the classical guitar studio studying with Javier Calderon. And uh, we, we have this great story because uh, we both kind of like hated each other for like <laughs> a couple months. And then in, in guitar ensemble, I would just like basically didn't do work and just joked around and laughed way too much. So, but yeah. So uh, how's it going? Yeah, it's going well. No, I mean I I don't know. I I, I don't remember getting that impression. I don't even remember why. Uh, I feel like we just both have interesting affects. Like I'm a, I'm a definitely a very loud person and uh, <laughs> and can come off obnoxious. So. And maybe it, I shouldn't even say come off obnoxious. I am obnoxious. So. <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty obnoxious in my own way, too. I yeah, think. sure. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's true. That is it was always a funny uh, memory to have. But yeah, man, I mean, it's been, yeah, what'd you say, almost 10 years, which... That sounds right. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. 2009, uh, right? No, no, 2010. I'm not that okay. old. <laughs> okay, you're yeah. not that old. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Okay. Yeah, 2010. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, and uh, yeah, good old Javier, and yeah. Um, and yeah, thank you. Yeah, so I was, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's son of Aunt Anders, but no, oh, sorry, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, no, uh, yeah, no. I was, we were talking beforehand because I have a, I don't know, I, I haven't figured out how to sort of separate the public and private persona right. yet, uh, but all opinions are my own and all that uh, good political uh you know lawyer <laughs> lingo uh not that we're gonna get anything anything too crazy but you know but we might maybe we might yeah, yeah. <laughs> only time will tell the door yeah no thanks for thanks for inviting me on i think this is the second time um yes because the first time i was on uh probably one of the earlier ones with mm -hmm. my brother yep uh mark anderson so yeah well yeah <laughs> he's been on about. twice now Oh, yeah, and my yep. sister, I think, yes. too, right? Yeah, yeah, the whole yeah, family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah your poor listeners. Uh, <laughs> they're just oversaturated with uh, Andersons. Yeah, it's, it's um, great, it's great. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so so son of Anders, Anders. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. yeah. I've, had, I've had that question, and, and uh, believe it or not, because I'm just an open mic person, basically, before, before mm. I moved to Texas. You know, I was doing a lot of open mics in D.C., and, and I just remember that was... Of, 
I never really thought about it. And then somebody asked me that question then. So I don't really care, you know? Right. <laughs> I okay. Say. Yeah. All right. Sounds I don't good. know. I guess Anderson, it would make sense. I guess it'd be son of Anders, but Anders, right. I think I, I end up saying son of Anders too. Yeah. And what the hell? It's Eric Anderson. It's my real name. Oh, now you I feel, ruined it. I now you're in trouble. I know. I feel pretentious <laughs> when I was going by a pseudonym. <laughs> well, I was considering just calling you son. Yeah, so I'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so you just came out with uh, with three new tracks, right? Yeah, that yeah. Dropped on Spotify and YouTube and everything. Yeah, yeah, everywhere except for CD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, nobody's doing that anymore. It's, it's, I guess it's, not. It's interesting when I when I have friends who are in bands who put out CDs because I don't I don't really understand the um, the desire to do that. I kind of get the vinyl thing. But I mm -hmm. think putting out a CD at this point doesn't really make any sense. I don't even have a way to play one anymore. Yeah, no, I agree completely. <laughs> um, I think I still have a USB input that uh -huh. I can play a CD with. But yeah, no. Uh, and I guess vinyl people, yeah, I guess there's the, uh, you know, there's part of it, it's like the artwork thing too. Yep. I think people like it. But yeah, apparently, you know, I guess, yeah, you listen to it and there's like a warmer sound or something. Uh -huh. <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't. I agree completely. Um, and actually, uh, this is because this is the second. Well, this is the really the fourth thing I've put out, but I've taken two of them down because I have the freedom <laughs> to do that. I'm like Kanye, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, but uh, I feel like the algorithm that, like, there, there, you know, there is a lossy compression that all streaming mm -hmm. sites obviously put on music, and I do feel like it's gotten a lot better. Like, mm. like I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I listened to it when it, you know, obviously when it first went up and I was just thinking like, oh man, this, this sounds better than what I had mastered well, it as because <laughs> everything I'm really? doing is, that's is, crazy. I think so. I think mm. it like, it flattened everything out a little bit better. Cause you know, I'm, I was doing everything, you know, it, this is just basically as much as I sort of hate to call it this, it really is just a hobby at this point. And, mm. uh, um, I was talking to my therapist about this actually, because uh -huh. because I always kind of looked at it as a like uh, I never liked referring it to like a hobby um, right. because it you know music has you know this I mean you mm -hmm. knew me primarily as a musician right um, and then I transferred into sort of the sciences <laughs> sciences um, and uh, and yeah um, I don't know it's just uh, it's just. Uh, yeah, I, I just felt like, uh, you know, I always never really liked to call it, or I felt like I was diminishing it, I guess, right, to, right. to get the, the thought out of my mouth. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, sorry, you get in your own head when you're on these podcasts, yeah. you're looking at, you know, now especially you're on mine, Zoom. high pressure. It's true. I'm <laughs> shaking. <laughs> oh, no. Um, It'll be okay. It's yeah. Good. No, no, no. But, uh, but yeah, no. So, um, so the point is, though, that uh, I was, you know, I, this is just for fun. And so I haven't really paid anybody to do anything. Right. Uh, so that's why it sounds so amateurish. <laughs> but but uh, and part of it's all I just want to get better at it, too. You uh -huh. know? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I, I had a question about that with uh, Socrates's demon. Or... Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Socrates demon. It's a really yeah. cool track. I think it's my favorite oh, track you. Uh, thank of you. the set. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of 90s tracker music a lot. I don't know if you've mm. listened to any of that. Uh, but, uh, no, but I was listening to a lot of uh, John Frusciante's newest album, which was based off of like 90s Jungle, okay. I guess, which I don't know if it's, I don't know really anything about. And I was listening to a lot of house music. 
Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was, and I was running. So I like wanted a clip. I wanted a, I wanted a song that I could run to basically. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice. So it's like yeah, 132 BPMs and cool. um, it was a good pace for me. And uh, how does that yeah. convert to MPH? <laughs> good question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, that was definitely the first foray into that kind of electronic you know genre um and uh and yeah i don't uh yeah i'd never done you know we've we've you and i have been around sorry Sorry. (laughs) i've been around uh, i feel like when we were when we were in college you know the big thing was that like you know that whatever i don't know maybe there's a technical term for it i feel like dubstep was like at its peak yes Yes, Deadmau Deadmau Five. He was right. killing it, <laughs> playing at the stadiums. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah. So that was like the first time I tried doing that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, it definitely gave me a better appreciation for you know obviously the the technique behind making electronic music. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, really, it was just I had a, I have a keyboard, and I like finally learned how to use the. I mean the the synth. Uh, what is it? on logic uh i don't remember what the plugin is but you know there's a there's a there's basically a synth uh yes. plugin on logic right. that's just really nice you mm-hmm. know you can the alchemy i think it's like the synth mm-hmm. alchemy yeah or right yeah and it's just like you can basically make any sound <laughs> and it's really cool um yeah. so yeah thanks um, yeah I, I really I, like it the the compression aspect of it i actually yeah since you brought up the 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 compression amateur. that's streaming well, <laughs> yeah, fucking amateur sucks. No. <laughs> no, no 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 but i i was interested because uh a lot of it has a very very compressed feel mm-hmm. um but socrates's demon feels sort of more expansive in terms of yeah it's I sound think- world I think it's because I use mostly artificial uh, instruments because mm. my biggest thing, and this is, this is actually, I'm working on new stuff. Yeah, I'm always working on new stuff just kind of on the side. And uh, one of the reasons I, like, I would say my skill is actually as an acoustic guitarist. Like, that's right. where, but I've never really felt, uh, you know, um, very good about the guitar, like the acoustic sound that I record I've always mm. been, uh, and that's kind of why I haven't, I, you know, I would love to put out just an only acoustic album to finally sort of capture the style that I've been, mm-hmm. I would say, working the most on, uh, you know, the percussion stuff. Um, uh, shout out to myself on Instagram. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get to that too. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, There's a whole good. thing there, yeah. I'm just joking, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Yeah, to see, what, this is why coming out, with a pseudonym and <laughs> shouting myself out. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, no, um, but I've never really felt like good about the recording quality of mm. like capturing acoustic instruments just because, uh, yeah, I think it's just, it's a lot harder to wrangle the, yep. f- the frequency spectrum when you're dealing with acoustic instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I should say like I did work, I have some obviously sound engineering experience only right. live sound i worked uh you know live sound in college right um at our alma mater oh, yeah. and uh <laughs> um 
And go Badgers. <laughs> yeah. I never got good. called out for the I never got called out for the Midwest accent until I came down. Well, just now that that was south. strong. Go Badgers. Yeah, no, I mean I it's you know, our friend John, our mutual friend John, I feel like I have a memory of him. Anyway. Uh yeah, I just I just try to, you know, uh uh you know think about him when I do it. But um Shout out to John. Uh, yeah, right. Hi, John. <laughs> I bet he's listening. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, but anyway, so uh, yeah, I just, it, with the artificial instruments, I you know, when you look at the frequency spectrum, it really isn't, you know, you don't have a bunch of high frequency, you know, wherever mm -hmm. it is, yep. it's staying within a mm -hmm. relative like range, which I think really helps to make it sound more expansive because i agree completely um with with you know your assessment uh of the sort of expansive quality of the of the sound mm -hmm. i mean yeah the the first song shadow blooms is the most acoustic and right it was the, it was the hardest to mix yeah and i'd been mixing it for like a year and i was finally like i'm this isn't getting any better if anything is getting worse <laughs> i just need to put it out and move on so well, i, I actually i think it's very yeah. cool that that one kind of has you. like an awol nation is that that band Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of get that vibe oh, yeah. with the, the sort of the triplet groove and the sure, yeah, the melody. It's yeah. very cool. I like it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I think my the one I'm most happy with in terms of mixing and just the sound is probably Electric Oranges, actually. Mm, okay. Um, and uh, and I was kind of trying to uh, uh, channel like John Frusciante's Murderers, if you know that song. Mm. Um, it's just, you know, an acoustic song or acoustic meaning just guitar, no singing, but right. it's not, it's electric guitar. I shouldn't say acoustic. And, uh, and yeah, so that was kind of the inspiration for that one. But, but yeah, uh, anyway, I don't know. I'm just well, rambling now. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, th so the, that one, the middle one is yeah. electric oranges. Is that what? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> I, I would say it's the most virtuosic. It's kind of this interesting yeah. set of three because it, it really kind of captures these three different pieces of where at least i'm understanding your music to be with the songwriting and the virtuosity which yeah. it seems like you've developed a great deal of like rhythmic skill and right hand skill uh in terms of uh rhythm and technique and all sorts of things um specifically well, on the acoustic yeah. guitar but on the electric too and then like yeah. that electronic world in socrates mm -hmm. demon which like is this whole other thing mm -hmm. but it's still related rhythmically uh, to all the others. Yeah. Well, that's, I uh, can, you're, you know, uh, 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 you're putting your <laughs> education well to work. Cause that's a, a good motif finding, I would say, or whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> that, good I've already finding. forgotten all the so, terminology. So undergrad theory, they'd be like, yes, good yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Brian Heyer. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. <laughs> no, he's um, cool. Actually, as a, yeah. as a, as a tangent, I feel like, yeah. Um, what I learned from him, I sort of re-internalized a couple of years ago and especially his work with species counterpoint and baselines and listening to baselines has opened up the way I listen to music sort of again. No, I mean, I agree completely. Um, I remember feeling like, uh, a, a little bit of, nah, I wouldn't say angst, but I just know that our program, our music theory program yeah. was different from like yeah. uh, most others yeah but we're I, talking I about the music theory pro yes. the first year music theory program yes. at uw by the way yeah yeah in madison yeah right. uh, not washington <laughs> uh right yeah good point yeah 
Um, and uh, yeah, no, but I agree completely. Um, and actually, I, I actually was doing a competition towards the end of my uh, time at Wisconsin and sought out his uh, opinion about, mm. you know, I was doing like a partita, a Bach partita. Uh, you probably remember because, you know, yeah. we lived together for three years and I've played it a million times yeah. and never really got it. Uh, <laughs> um, that was me but, with uh, a lot of classical tunes, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's still like the hardest thing to play on yep. guitar mm -hmm. um, is any 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 classical, but Bach in particular. Yep. And uh, Bach. <laughs> you got to be like hocking a loogie when you say it. Uh, <laughs> there we go. There's that accent. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, that one was Chicago coming out. <laughs> hey, I'm just a regular guy. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, so he, yeah. Anyway, getting, I bring him up because, yeah, he was all about sort of phrasing, you know, looking mm -hmm. for the phrasing, right. the phraseology of music. <laughs> and, uh, um, and yeah, no, I, I hadn't actually even considered uh, rhythmic uh, <laughs> comparisons between the two. I think it's just sub, it's something subconscious that happens, though, when you're writing stuff yep. at the same time. You just end up falling into certain rhythms that you do um, mm -hmm. over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Ad infinitum. I mean, I think, it's, I think it's related to, uh, to things like fluency. Uh, mm -hmm. Right. And the idea, like I think about this with John Coltrane a lot and a jazz practice where it just becomes so internalized uh, because he mm. was so regimented with how he would practice things. Right. To the point where he was completely fluent in all of these different worlds and he could just move through them without thinking. So while you're soloing or while you're playing or while you're writing, you're not thinking, oh, yeah, how do I make an A minor seven chord? It's just there when you want it. Yeah, no, I I agree completely. Um, and it, it sort of gets in, like, because I have a neuroscience interest, I would say, sort of a career interest, mm -hmm. and which gets me thinking about the mind a lot. And, um, and yeah, from a biological perspective, but also a philosophical mm -hmm. perspective. And, and, yeah, it's definitely the older I get and the more I reflect on sort of what we do as musicians. It really is, you're just trying to program yourself, as you said. Mm -hmm. And so that you don't have to think and you you only are existing in the moment when you're performing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, you and I definitely have talked about those experiences where you're, again, getting back to Bach and playing, uh, you know, a Bach fugue. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have so many uh, memories of playing that. And then I'll just like start to think about how like, oh, man, this is going well, but it could yeah. start to not go well. <laughs> and then it will not go yes. well. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. you get out of your head and you're no longer in the moment um, mm -hmm. and you're not and you lose trust in yourself. Yes. Um, yep. And uh, it's like listening at really proficient athletes is interesting because they almost hypnotize. The, mm -hmm. Like, you, you know, people talk about ego with uh, musicians, you know, anybody that does stuff well. But I think you do sort of have to convince if you start doubting yourself, then you will inevitably mess up. Right. It's like you need to believe that you're the best if you're going to be the best mm -hmm. um yep obviously Kanye. You, well yeah i mean yeah a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i mean he is a musical genius like i actually really like kanye and i yep. find a lot of inspiration from his music nobody liked yeesus but i really i, I like yeesus probably, it was a great album yes. yeah yeesus have you listened to donda the, the new one? Not as much as okay. yeesus but yeah 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 no but i've listened to some of it mm -hmm. uh you know i've listened certainly to like the uh, you know, what off the grid, I think, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. Um, 
but yeah no yeezus i like back in the day listened to a lot and that's probably the album i listened to the most and yeah. and it's really interesting with kanye because it you can see the influence that his sound has on on the culture oh yeah of of yep. you know not just hip-hop but you know every everything mm -hmm. um uh from rock and roll and stuff and and i find that interesting with all like i i I didn't listen to a lot of pop music growing up, but I find that I listen to m more pop music now. Yeah. And, uh, and mostly because it is for that sort of like, you you know, kind of having your finger on the pulse of what, what is, what are the sounds people are, are <laughs> right. really like, you know, honing in on. It can sound like you're just trying to make a hit, but it is a really interesting yep. uh, question psychologically, you know, of, uh, yeah, it's like, what is it about these sort of acoustic patterns that are really resonating with people? Mm -hmm. Like right now with Lil Nas X, if you listen to Lil Nas X, there's this thing that he does a lot with the, uh, you know, or the per, the person that produces his music, mm -hmm. you know, they'll be like, they'll, they'll be, uh, copying, you know, well, I guess this isn't just him. This, you see this a lot, but you know, you'll, you'll have the vocals in, in, uh, octaves, right. uh, you know, mm -hmm. or, you know, but with him, for some reason, it sounds really pronounced. Maybe it's because, all music has become a, a lot of pop music, I mm -hmm. should say, has become really sparse. You yep. don't have a mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, I should say obviously, you know Ed Sheeran. You know people have been doing harmonies, yes. uh, but it was specifically like this octave, mm -hmm. uh, uh, just parallel octaves basically of mm -hmm. the melody line, um, and uh, and then there was like this triplet. I feel like pop pattern back when yes. we were in college mm -hmm. that you would hear a lot. Oh yeah. And, and, you know, and uh yeah so it's just interesting um getting back to motifs <laughs> yeah it's uh I, I i was with you for a while listening uh in the idea of listening to pop music i was uh probably in grad school i was listening to the most pop music in my life which is weird because i was doing all this really strange experimental music yeah and i think uh the last couple of years i got kind of bummed out by it and i feel mm. like it's I mean, I think it stagnated a long time ago, but I think uh, it it has become very boring hmm. to me. Interesting. Except <laughs> Lil Nas S, actually, I think he, he is more interesting than most. And yeah. I think that there's a lot in pop music that has to do with production, like what you're talking about, little things, like the way that octave harmonization is used and mm -hmm. how it's mixed and all that mm -hmm. is arguably more important than any of the songs themselves mm -hmm. and so it feels to me like in pop music also the wrong people are the stars i mean the I producers agree. and engineers yes. do amazing yeah. work in yeah, that they world would, yeah no everybody would be nothing without the the engineers and producers right. and like i don't, don't know how to do any of that so i can't get music sounding anything like that yeah. It's no, and I mean, yeah, it, yeah, um, and I can't either. And I, I, I have legitimately been not like to get it to sound like a pop song, but right. to sound. I mean, this is why I like pop music is because you're listening to the best engineers yes. and mm -hmm. producers oh, yeah. yep. around, and I'm just like, how do they? Like, you even if you don't like the melody, it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. The the you know the uh, the punch that yep. they're able to get, and mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, we talked a, a year ago about. Uh, Cause you know, I'm in a program that is uh, getting me to do, you know, programming, uh, like right. coding and, um, yeah, it's just the plug, you know, all of the software right. engineering behind plugins. is just really interesting. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. And getting back to the mind, you know, with the neuroscience stuff that I've done, uh, there is actually a lot of 
digital signal processing theory that goes into, I mean, because the neur a neuron is just a, it's an electrical wire in some ways, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, uh, or at least, you know, the axons and dendrites of neurons. And, um, and so a lot of it is just, it's the same sort of theories that are used in uh, digital signal processing for computers and whatnot. Right. You know, fil filter, you know, uh, filtering electrical signals and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. it, it really is all the same fundamentally. Um, so it, it's just, uh, it's interesting to dig into that too and appreciate all these new plugins that are coming out. I mean, now there's AI plugins. I, yep. I actually messed around with one uh, because again, I just... I was getting to a point where I just needed to not be working on this and, and do the things that I'm like getting paid to do, you know, uh, not that I have ever neglected that, but you know, I just <laughs> needed to move on. Right. And, right. um, and so I, I played around with the, uh, this one AI plugin and, you know, mm. it was okay. Uh, I ultimately didn't end up using it, but it's really interesting, you know? Yeah. Do you know what the yeah. process was like how how it was built or what the algorithm No, were? they they don't go into that. Uh yeah. and I could find the company's name if if we want. It's a British company. Okay. Um it's uh yeah, I think it's like AI. Here, I can find it. <laughs> it's it's um, uh but yeah. Yeah, no, I mean cuz they they should be sponsoring, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsor. Um yeah. yeah, no, but it, but it's a really, yeah, no, they didn't go into, into that, but, um, but yeah, I mean, this is the other thing that, uh, it's just interesting that is definitely going to transform things of just, there's a, there's an underground revolution that some people are aware of, but that's going on with artificial intelligence. That's mm -hmm. all based off of, uh, neural networks, yep. which are just, yep, you know, yep. which, you know, are named because the, the theory is founded obviously with our mm -hmm. theory of how the brain works, but, uh, is obviously a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes in the future, and and it does seem like you, it's getting to a point where if you just get the right plugin, you can start to like it becomes kind of easy to get some of these sounds, so, right? But I, I don't know, I don't pay enough money. Sorry, but just to finish, I don't pay enough money. You know, like they still are really expensive. You know, yes. some of like the really good ones. So mm -hmm. anyway, sorry. I think there's an there, there there's some interesting consequences to it being really easy to both make me really good sounding music. Uh, that's also easy to disseminate in that, uh, it increases the, the competition level. And so it's much, much harder to stand out from the crowd and it's harder to, to distinguish yourself. Um, which then in turn also, uh, promotes new kinds of creativity. So if the creativity doesn't come from really, really good sounding music, because all music is really, really good sounding, what else can you do? Maybe you can make bad sounding music. Maybe you can have a punk revolution again, lo-fi, all this stuff, which is happening. But I was going to say, I, yeah. There. The, the AI side is also interesting. Like I have a friend at Georgia Tech who's been doing some work um, with uh, big uh, music studios where they will have AI finish songs for them. Really? In terms of lyric writing, huh? Because the AI can kind of look at the lyrics you're writing and then compare that to all sorts of other songs that have similar lyric profiles, and then you know write the last verse if you can't figure out how to write the last verse or something. It's like, what is life? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was thinking about that too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, huh. 
It's interesting because the same program is also learning how to rap and f- score films and do all sorts of crazy things. Is it, wait, sorry, you actually cut out when, it, for my, my for, I think it's just my headphones, it uh-huh. cut out when you said the name. Who, who is this that's doing this? Uh, his name is Richard Savory. He's a, he's a PhD student at Georgia this, Tech. Okay, yeah, yeah, we've, we've talked about him. Yeah, because yeah, he's got the, yeah, he's got the, uh, what's robot. the robot's name? Yeah. Shimon. <laughs> Shimon, yeah. That's no, I, right. I listened to that rap. It's like actually very good. Yeah, and it's crazy. Yeah, and then I saw you jamming with it on, uh, I was oh, yeah. playing drums, right? <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool, yeah. No, but it's, yeah, it's like cool. It's also scary, but mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely, it's definitely, I think, uh, the coolness factor outweighs the scary factor, at least right now until you, <laughs> they start wielding knives. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, Boston yeah. Dynamics is much scarier than Georgia Tech. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah, um, yeah, no, Georgia Tech does a lot of really interesting stuff. Actually, one of, because uh, I like uh, getting into culturing neurons and there's this, and they there's this group out there that's doing a lot of interesting work that, mm. um where they like hooked up basically a petri dish of neurons to an electrode, and uh, and so you know basically recorded the uh, the electrical signals coming from the neurons, uh-huh. and also but it was a, it was a two way electrode so that they could also feed it inputs, mm-hmm. um, and they basically the long story short is they were able to make a, an arm, like a robotic arm, move and draw a picture Whoa. using sort of, yeah, using the recursion of, of the network That's to sort crazy. of learn. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very interesting. It was done in like 2007, though, and there hadn't been a lot of, okay. I mean, the lab is still doing stuff, but uh, I was surprised that, you know, I guess it, they, yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe there's application that I just missed. Um, but yeah, no, I found that really interesting. Um, That's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, cause yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Georgia Tech's doing cool stuff. I guess is the is the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not there, by yes. the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we can check one off the list. Yes. How many other ones. universities are there in the world? Not many. <laughs> not many. Yeah. Cool. Um, cool. So you have another. Uh, musical piece to your practice which is your instram slash youtube oh, slash yes. tiktok yeah, videos yeah. right oh yeah those yeah. are also awesome mostly <laughs> covers yeah. but yeah, also yeah, some yeah. some new uh some originals the last one you posted mm-hmm. i love that song that, oh yeah, really? that's your song right oh, yeah yeah that's mine yeah it's like got Thank this you. great like bluesy rockish yeah. feel it's not quite blues but it's like pushing in that direction yeah, no, Miles Adrift is is the name. I haven't recorded it uh, because, again, it's like I haven't gotten a good, um, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I haven't, I'm working on a recording, but yeah, no, thank you. Um, it's about heartbreak without going too into some personal <laughs> stuff that happened to me over the past year. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yes, yeah, it's just uh, some crazy stuff happened, and so mm-hmm. I had to write about it, and yeah. um and yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, is the uh, interesting irony. I don't know even if it's irony of just uh, uh, definitely um, sad, sadness, melancholy can definitely mm-hmm. breed really good inspiration. Um, right. And so, uh, yeah, I'm glad you like it. Uh, and yeah, I think getting back to sort of what I was saying before about like never wanting to really refer to music as a hobby, I think mm-hmm. it's because it's like, the songwriting has always been, uh, you know, ever since I started 
as a young lad has always been an existential sort of outlet, you know, mm. and I think for everybody really, yep. you know, um, of just like, you know, <laughs> so I don't know. Um, yeah, but as you said, most of the stuff is covers just because, uh, well, it's like, you know, I, uh, part of it was just trying to see how much could be translated to the acoustic guitar <laughs> without right. anything, you know? Um, so trying like rap songs mm -hmm. from rock and roll to yep. obviously blues and rock can be, um, mm -hmm. but, uh, but yeah, it's really just, you know, without any intention of anything coming from it, it's just an outlet to still play guitar, you know? Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's fun. Uh, and yeah, then obviously been trying to kind of get better at, uh, melding percussion in with uh -huh. melody. Um, because yeah, there's just a lot of great acoustic guitarists on the internet now that you can, that is true. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's great. Yeah. You, you, you start to think that you're good at guitar and then you find somebody that's much better like you. <laughs> I, uh, I, I kind of gave up trying to be good at guitar and mostly just yeah. focus on what I want to do musically more think yeah. about like my artistic direction. But that's what's interesting about your videos mm -hmm. is actually you do have a very cohesive direction um, hmm. that is seems very technique focused and arrangement focused because your arrangements are really cool because they're very you in terms of this the the percussion technique and I don't even know what you call it it's some variation of Raschiato or something like that yeah I think I call it like a quadruplet technique right. it's just yeah but anyway yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> right but then but then yeah. tapping getting into that and then mm -hmm. like uh, yeah muted finger style and all sorts mm -hmm. of stuff um yeah and so it's new... really this mishmash yeah. of a lot of things that feels right. actually very tied to the song writing that i remember you doing when we lived together and then we mm -hmm. played a show together a few years ago when i feel mm -hmm. like it it wasn't quite as developed. No, you hadn't developed not. it quite as far. No. But yeah, it's, it's this trajectory. Like I do see yeah. an artistic vision in what you're doing, yeah. which is very cool. Yeah, I've just been trying to uh, replace Nat because <laughs> he won't play with me anymore. Nat's Nat probably is, listening too. Hi, Nat. Yeah, of course. Yeah, our other roommate, uh, shout out to him as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's just I'd always played music with my friends growing up right. um and then and then yeah you get older and people start playing less but i always have liked to sing and play guitar right and uh and yeah i don't know it's like it wasn't ever really a conscious thing it just sort of well it kind of was i guess from like flamenco was really right. what started the percussion mm, uh mm -hmm. aspect where you know you just start by you know just you know tapping the pinky on the you know when you go and do a rascato right um and tapping it on the guitar body and then it just sort of worked from there uh naturally of just trying to get like what am i trying to get it to sound like and then yeah over time it's just if you just keep doing something it'll just turn into something i feel like every everybody that's creative sort of knows that on some level mm -hmm. uh, you'd probably agree with that right yeah i um, think so yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, getting, I don't know, maybe not getting philosophical or we don't have to get too philosophical, but that is something <laughs> I've been thinking about of like, yeah, I feel like efficiency and, and, and creativity actually often are working. I, I would go so far to say they work in contrary to one uh -huh. another. Okay. And, and, uh, and yeah, it's like the things that I end up just sort of chugging along at 
mm-hmm. and and I'm not really trying to get anywhere. I'm just trying to just move mm-hmm. ends up going to the best place, I guess. Right. So yeah. something like like a new technique, like a like a quadruplet raschiato or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're employing it, uh, it probably should be efficient at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So are you saying that the creativity, the inefficient creativity comes beforehand when you have to come up with the idea and then you have to figure out how to employ efficiency to make it happen or something? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's also, um, yeah, I, I guess I would say that's a, a pretty good sort of capture of what I'm trying to say because it's, yeah, I mean, with with the quadruplet Raschiato, uh, I had an I it was it came out of sort of just trying to be ergonomic with things and mm-hmm. being a, economical. Okay, so here's efficiency then, <laughs> but it's a, I'm talking about I guess efficiency of movement versus efficiency of time, right. which I would say I see. I guess they're sort of similar, but um, you know, in just you know, if I'm if I'm trying to. Um, do like a percussion movement on the top of the of the guitar body mm-hmm. um it sort of helps to be able to you know flip yep. the thumb up right so that then when i go back down you know i can just hit it on the body um you know i guess and and at the same time when i'm going down because the whole i should say the whole technique is going up with the thumb and then uh down with the middle finger, down with the thumb. So, or so right. up with the thumb, yep. up with the middle finger, down with the middle finger, yeah. down with the thumb. I don't talk about this stuff at all, really. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of funny. It's all just, it's all muscle memory at this yep. point. Right. And so when, I, when I'm, when i you know, it, it, if I'm going up and and then I want to, you know, get more efficient, uh, more movement out of my, my hand, then, you know, I'll go up with the middle as well. And mm-hmm. then if I'm going down, then I'll hit down with the with the middle. And but then maybe I don't want to make it a quadruple. It'll just be a, it'll be, just be a triplet. And then I can use the thumb to you know sort of be a percussion backdrop. Right. So it was all just trying to like be efficient with the movements of the of the hand. And now I just mm. feel like I'm talking back again. When I first talked about this, I was talking about efficiency of time because it was right. I didn't I set out to try to do this. It was just I was just playing, and then it sort of happened, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't even know if I answered your question. No, it's, it's okay. <laughs> I, I'm thinking, I like the proportion idea of, of yeah. uh, creativity and efficiency being somehow inversely proportional or something like that. Yeah, I wrote it down. I should have, I should have brought it. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Brought it, yeah. No, I shouldn't have. It's probably stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We should I, probably... I like it because it, it strikes me as, as, true in some way because if i'm if i'm sitting down in sort of a creative space i'm i'm taking a lot of time to think about things that if time is sort of of the essence i'm not going to think about so it Mm -hmm. feels like there there is a truth there because the way i'm using time is less efficient than if somebody's like okay you got to get up on stage and you have to play these ACDC songs. And I'm not going to sit and be like, well, how do I really do the best bend on this? It's just like whatever I need to do right now to get that done. That's what I do. That's efficient use of time versus if I'm being creative and trying to really engage with the material or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it it gets at the other, you know, it ultimately for me always comes back to the psychology of just how the mind and the body work of, you know, I actually look at, 
I mean, everything as behaviorally programmed to an, to an extent. Mm. And, and so when you're just, when you're just functioning in the moment, uh -huh. You know, you're basically working off of the body computations, if you want to think about it like mm. that, okay. of, you know, which you could think about as your muscle movements and everything like that. Um, and so, yeah, you're going to, in the moment, you're, you know, you can, it's not to say you can't do creative things without thinking about it. You know, you can be putting things together in abstract ways, obviously. But yeah, in terms of like theorizing about things, um, that takes time, I mm -hmm. would say, uh, Especially to go, you know, it, then we could get into a whole thing about is there anything actually even new, which is why it's like, you know, it's like everything is sort of based off of something, right? right? Um, but, but yeah, in the moment, I feel like you're, you hang more on the things that you've programmed into your, into mm -hmm. your muscle movements. Uh, but when you're sitting down and practicing, um, you know, you, you have the, you have the time to sort of, uh, uh, yeah, just kind of go more wayward in wayward places and then and then backtrack. I mm -hmm. mean, I feel like it's the same reason why with writer's block, sometimes the best thing is just to get up and walk away um, mm -hmm. for a bit and then come back. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, philosophy is it, hard. It's interesting. No, I like it. I, I like yeah, it a lot. Yeah. It reminds yeah. me of something I think about mm. with the difference between composition and improvisation. Uh and my general argument is actually I don't think that they're really different. I think that they mm -hmm. are sort of different timescales of approximately the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, some people say improvisation is real-time composition or something, but uh, I think all composition is essentially real-time. I don't know how you, would, how you would act outside of time. You can think of things outside of time, but I don't know how you can do an action outside of time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, this is an interesting question because like I the way that I sort of represent the mind, consciousness, I would mm -hmm. say, is that like uh, when you're only living in the moment, time doesn't exist. And then as right. you sort of mm -hmm. begin to project and abstract and mm -hmm. either the future or the past, yep. that's when time becomes a thing. So it's the same reason why you're not really experiencing time when you're in a flow state or when you're asleep mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that. But no, but I see, I see, I take your point though. Um, I do feel like they they are fundamentally sort of the same mm -hmm. idea, which is why, which is why I'm starting to sort of fall back on like, well, you know, how is, you know, what is this thing efficiency and, and creativity? Mm -hmm. Um, because, uh, because efficiency is doing something in less amount of time, it seems, uh, like doing right. the same, taking, yep. uh, taking mm -hmm. an act and then mm -hmm. doing the same act in a less, uh, uh, amount of time mm -hmm. um versus creativity though i guess would be creating something i guess new but yeah it begs the question of what is even anything new yeah I it's all know. narratives man <laughs> yeah that's, oh man that's yeah. where i am everything yeah. it's all it's all narratives <laughs> yeah 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 so <laughs> but, yeah. so uh another question about your your uh, instagram mm -hmm. uh presence oh <laughs> yeah uh is your relationship to performance and an audience? Um, because like you were saying that you were doing a lot of open mics in DC. Um, yeah. And it, it felt like you were trying to do uh, or push towards live performance at one point. And yeah. you know, obviously you and I studied in music school mm -hmm. where there was a lot of live performance going on. Um, and there's definitely a vibe to, and sort of a brand, so to speak, to use kind of a crass 
description of what you're doing, but uh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is the brand. This is the brand <laughs> right here. This is Son of Anders. If you you're see right. the hat, oh, right, right, right. Son, Son of Anders. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so what do you do? You feel like you have a relationship to an audience because some of your videos have done really well and have gotten like a lot of good feedback. <laughs> some of them haven't. <laughs> a lot of them haven't. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but you I don't mean, get bad feedback. No, no, I know, no, uh, no. I haven't I, seen I, any. I, would, I don't think. No, I mean the the worst feedback I get is on YouTube, and even then, yeah. it's not bad. It's just you know I'll get dislikes, which don't really exist on Instagram. And right. actually, this is a, this is an aside, but I've is an interesting thing about the YouTube algorithm is I have found like the more dislikes that mm -hmm. a video gets, I think that then sort of triggers something to get the algorithm to expose it to more people. Mm. And, uh, yeah, cause the more dislike something gets, the more overall views. And then, you know, ah, and ends up getting tricky best. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's the whole thing about, you know, conflict or whatever, yeah, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's stupid, but, um, yeah. Uh, um, so what the question was just, is, uh, what's just my relationship, relationship with the to, audience? to performance and audience? Yeah. Because yeah, I see I music yeah. as being about connecting with other people. And this is where yeah. I, I struggle with, with things like, sending everything online without much feedback is it, it feels kind of unfulfilling. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think it's just like, I think I would, I mean, yeah, like you said, we've known each other a long time and I was, you know, the first thing I wanted to do was music. Like right. when I started thinking like, what am I going to do professionally? Mm -hmm. Um, it was be a musician of some kind. And I think ideally it would have been to be a like a singer songwriter musician mm, mm -hmm. um and then honestly what got me into sort of science and medicine was uh came out of the same uh things that i think attracted me to music which was a philosophical interest in the mind mm -hmm. and consciousness and and i mean not to be morbid but death uh -huh. you know it's like you know because uh yeah it's just these are things that everybody i think thinks about and mm -hmm. so medicine and science are sort of trying to answer these so all of that is just to say that my relationship with the audience and um and performance right now is trying to be as sort of like hands-off and not even think about it mm, and because uh -huh. i have this other thing that's sort of the main thing in my life right this really is just it's just a creative outlet and it's it's not even that i'm thinking about it it's that i couldn't i couldn't stop even if i like tried i feel like right. you know like mm. it's just I, and i find the the you know there's definitely a direct correlation between the amount of stress that i'm feeling and the amount of things that i post on like the amount of sketches that i'll post because it really is just like i just need to get away from the stressful right. I see. uh mm -hmm. day to day stuff and let me just go arrange like a song that i really like and see what i can do with it and and then yeah definitely it be, i'd be lying if i said it didn't feel good when you know people do respond to it and like yeah. it um but yeah i mean i try not to to um think about it and that's actually one reason why i've had like i've had a few people request songs and sometimes mm -hmm. i'll do it but sometimes i won't and right. and that's mostly just because yeah it's really just I don't have a lot of extra time mm -hmm. and I'm just doing this to sort of, yeah, for, for my own, right. um, you know, and so if nobody's, I mean, barely anybody's listening anyway. So I'm, <laughs> is that's the kind of the point is like, you know, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just like, I just, I don't know why I need to do this. I think 
I think I'd be lying again to say that I didn't. Everybody wants their art to be appreciated mm -hmm. by somebody. I think. Oh yeah. I don't think I I believe anybody that says that not to be true, but uh, right. But I also do. I would kind of be afraid of ever like getting famous because people are very scary. <laughs> people are are terrifying. I mean, you know, and, yeah. and criticism well, is really yeah. yes, and you know, it's like criticism is really difficult. Um, mm -hmm. Especially when you're putting, I mean, like that song you brought up, uh, Miles Adrift, that's a really personal song. And so mm -hmm. it begs the question of like, well, why are you putting it out there? And and I think it, the reason is because, yeah, I want to share it with some people. Yep, yep. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, the internet is a terrifying place. And there's a lot of negativity. And, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, I should be, um, you know, a bigger person about that sort of stuff, but I haven't, yeah, like you said, I haven't had to deal with too much criticism and, mm. uh, and so I don't know how I would take it if, uh, if I ever, I, you know, if, if ever something did blow up, you know, I see. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and on that note, I've definitely had, uh, thoughts of just, uh, taking it all down too. I actually just finally backed up all my sketches and have started taking some of the sketches down just because, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, this is hmm. a more of a recent thing. Um, okay. yeah, mostly just trying to figure out, yeah, it's like, what am I doing? So that's the point. I don't, I'm not really thinking about it, I guess, to ultimately mm -hmm. answer your question, what's my relationship with the, with performance and, and the right. audience. But you're thinking is, about it a little bit if you're taking them down, right? Yes. I'm thinking about it now of like, well, okay. I mean, it's not even that I've done anything salacious, but it's uh, <laughs> a good word. <laughs> thank you. Uh, but I could. <laughs> salacious. I mean, even right now, I'm showing a little bit too much. <laughs> this is I'm realizing this V goes a little bit too deep. Yeah. Oh man. I don't have enough chest hair to really, you know. <laughs> Anyone listening, they're not getting the full experience here. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. No. But uh, what's your relationship with with? Yeah. Um, the audience because you are also like somebody that i've always admired because it really has always felt like it's been just about you know the music and no <laughs> well, but that's I mean, good I, I've, I've cast i've yeah. cast the right the right illusion yeah <laughs> yeah i mean I that's why we both like sorry but that's why we both like rest in peace norm mcdonald he was yeah. he was a pure comic and he's just to the end you know yep, so anyway, sorry i i agree yeah. it i agree with that i do think though that I wrestle with it because um, another thing that sticks in my head all the time is something that Laura Schwenninger, who's another professor at University mm -hmm. of Wisconsin-Madison, said to us in composition masterclass was that I hope that none of you ever think, even consider an audience when you're writing music. Mm. And for me, I think that what is powerful about music is the shared experience, partially at least. And so like some of my favorite moments are playing on stage and like connecting with another musician. And we're just like in the pocket together and just going for it. And that is like the best experience of all time to me. Or if I'm playing and the audience is with me and we're like experiencing it together or I'm watching and they're playing or something like that. It's, it's, that, it's that kind of strange connection of consciousnesses um, but not talking to each other, right? It's this weird, like, mystical space. I, I, I've, I've been getting more mystical about music lately, which is weird. But um, Why do you think that's weird? 
I don't know. It's it's part of my narratives thing. I uh, I'm in this space where I I understand religion and mysticism in a way now that I never have. And I've always been like an ardent atheist and I still am to a point like the logical side of my brain is like, this is all bullshit, which I do think. And then at the same time, seeing the narrative power in it is eye opening, I think. Mm -hmm. Not saying any of it's true, but the narrative power and how it can tell us stories about ourselves and breed connection between us is very interesting. So by narrative, I guess, could you define what you mean by narrative? I think I know what you mean, but just so I'm like, uh, so storytelling or like a linear, cohesive sort of sequence of thoughts, I guess. Yeah, something like that. So uh, the narrative of, of music that I'm using currently is that music is magic. And mm. as, a, as a musician, you are sort of a sorcerer. You're casting an illusion. And if you're doing mm. it right then the people around you are entranced and then you are also entranced. And that's, that's the shared experience. And that is the most powerful musical situation. Um, mm -hmm. And so to me, that is ultimately the goal that I can cast a spell quote, not literally, but uh, in narrative sense with my music. And because of that, I do, the audience is part of the relationship, but at yeah. the same time, I think like what you're saying with Norm Macdonald, I think it is, every successful comedian is doing something that feels true to them. They're saying, mm -hmm. this is me and this is how I interface with the world. And that in and of itself is, uh, powerful. Cause if they're when saying, they're no, what do you want to hear? What do you want to, and they're yeah. chasing their audience around, it feels mm -hmm. weak and it sucks and nobody likes it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I would agree with that. Um, when done masterful, masterfully, <laughs> right. I would say, you know, because that's the other thing I feel like, um, yeah, because a good artist is going to re reveal something that maybe people don't even mm -hmm. necessarily see in themselves until after they experience whatever the art is. Right. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good way of thinking about it. And again, it's for me, it always comes back to the brain. And um, yeah, because music, you know, has that interesting uh, ability to be associated with memory you know like you right. can you can hear a song and then be taken back to a certain mm -hmm. point in your life and um yeah so it is you know it's 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 magical in that sense i would definitely agree um yeah yeah and and in terms so and it was also making me think because like you know, for what I'm doing, we have to do a lot of writing uh -huh. and, uh, you know, it's, it's not the fun sort of, uh, type of like creative writing. It's, it's mm. all about just getting a message across and sort of taking out as many adjectives right. as you can, honestly. Um, and it's, and the first thing they tell you is to think about your audience too. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess it's just, sort of what's the end game but mm -hmm. then i think that's maybe the great thing about art and it gets back to this body comp computation thing that i feel like there's you know there's there's the un, you know because you have the frontal cortex but then you have the entirety <laughs> all of the other you know part of the nervous system that's running things uh that's you know not that you know cohesive sort mm -hmm. of singularity that we call awareness and it's doing things and i think that's what people call like the gut instinct and you know uh -huh. and everything like that and um and i feel like that's what art is sort of trying to get at 
is that instinctual sort of body computation that everybody mm. is so uh -huh. you know and that's why music is so great because it is this abstract right thing that you can you can explain things in these really the same thing with poetry is like mm -hmm. Poetry is so great because it's about the ambiguity because then you can sort of cast, mm -hmm. in my opinion, you can then cast it on a bunch of different things. Yep. Um, yeah. That's a good question, Mr. Calkins. <laughs> yeah. Am ambiguity. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. <laughs> There's an old one. Yeah. Right. Ambiguity is great. I agree completely. I feel like it's, and that's sort of, I feel like where a lot of the magic of art comes from is... Mm -hmm. You're, yeah, I don't know. It's like you're defining things in the perfect way where it's like you can, you know, because if you define it too specifically, then that sort of gets all the magic away from it. And then, you right. know, people automatically figure it out. But if you define it in such a way that then you can cast it on a bunch of different dimensions and mm -hmm. that, you know, gives it a bunch of different meanings so that, yep. you know, you can go and listen to a song and like, oh, I didn't even think about that. But yep. yeah, I, I can mm -hmm. see that. Yeah, um, which is why I would say I try not to think about uh, stuff when I'm composing, because again, I feel like that's it's like the more I hone in on it, mm -hmm. the more it becomes defined. Um, but at you know at the moment of composition, it's just about putting into practice all the things that you've been practicing. You know mm -hmm. whether it's yeah, and yeah, and so getting back to the percussion thing, it's like that's. All I've been trying to do is just get a certain sound. I don't even really know what sound it is, but I know that I want it to be rhythmic and right. to have a certain like emphasis and and to do that then you need to start to like hit the the guitar. <laughs> I'm also a very angry person, right. so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You get pissed off at your guitar. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for this guitar to just I'm surprised that I mean it's like a $200 guitar that I've had since I was like 14. It's the best kind. It's yeah, something with I've, guitars. Guitars can be cheap. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, trumpet yeah. players and saxophone players, they have, mm -hmm. you know, 20x blah, blah, yeah. blah, $1,000 instruments. And classical guitar players do too. But yeah. I think there is something special about guitar in, in our society because they are uh. cheap instruments. And basically anybody can get one. And so many people mm -hmm. play it. It's just, I don't know, it's, a, it's like a special instrument in, in the U.S. and the West. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, and yeah, the, the economics of it, especially compared to piano, right? Which oh my obviously was probably the, the guitar before guitar, right. like yeah. in terms of the amount of people that played it. Um, yeah. And yeah, that thing's so expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Do you, do you want to play some music? Close this <laughs> sure. out? Sure. You want to try something? Of course I do. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> I bet you do. All right, um, I'm going to grab my banjo. Thank you. 
All right, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, it's been a while since. I mean, I feel like even when we lived together, we didn't really jam that much. We always said we would, and then we never did. Same with me and Nat, though. I mean, I think it's me. I'm sensing a pattern. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, no, thanks for having me on the podcast, man. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks. Thanks for coming, talking about your music and playing a little bit. Son yeah. of son of Anders, son of Anders. Yeah. Either way, I don't even know. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, but uh, his his music's on Spotify and YouTube, and he does cool covers and originals on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. So find yeah. his stuff. Links in the description. Thanks for coming on. Talk to you later. See ya. <laughs> Thanks for watching or listening. That was Son of Anders. Go and listen to his new release, Shadow Blooms, on Spotify or YouTube or Amazon or wherever you listen to your music. Check out his Instagram. You can hear him play some cool covers and some originals. And remember to like, leave a comment, and subscribe to my channels. And if you would like to consider supporting my content generally, please visit my Patreon page. Thanks. Bye.